This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's talk to Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. Hi, Johnny. Great to be back. Let's start with the latest numbers from where you are in the United States, and the GDP figures have been revised higher. Yes, I think it was a, a pleasant surprise. We saw upward revisions for the second reading of third quarter GDP. In addition to that, personal consumption got a big bump up too. And, and I think what we're seeing is there is still a lot of strength in this economy. And I do, though, always dig into the report. And, and when you take a closer look, um, I think it, it, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And there's some, some of these data points are um, pretty much in line with some of the other high-frequency data we've been looking at. But there's still, I, I think, um, a clear trend that the economy is weakening. And, and I think that you're, you're probably going to see um, some of the trade figures um, that really impact the GDP numbers, they, they can uh, distort you know, some, some of these readings. But I think we're, we're still looking at uh, an economy that um, is still, ex- it's in an expansion mode, but um, I think it's, you know, some people were, you know, a few months ago were thinking that this was going to be a negative reading. And then, you know, obviously there's there's been a lot of um, resilience in this economy, uh, but I'm you have to, you know, take a look at everything, you know, the the GDP price index, that one, um, that one was a little bit hotter than expected. But when you consider, uh, you know, where it was, you know, it was, you know, closer to nine um, at the, you know, peak of summer. So, uh, you know, the trend is there. Pricing pressures are easing. Uh, so that is uh, very positive, I think, for the fight against inflation. Um, and, and then when you consider, you know, some of these other regional surveys, like the Chicago PMI reading that one, uh, you know, basically uh, having a major uh, decline uh, this month. And I, I think there's there's clearly signs that the economy is, is weakening. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of job openings. There's still, there's, I mean, the Fed's mission is going to be hard. Um, you know, the, the jolts numbers coming in hot, hotter than expected. Um, ADP missed, but um, I think uh, there was still job growth there. So you're, you're getting uh, an economy that is, is, uh, you know, slowly weakening. Uh, personal consumption, though, that to me is the biggest surprise over, you know, since the last time we talked, um, you know, Cyber Monday, a record. I think for the last couple months, I've been talking about how low and some middle income households are are starting to feel the pinch of inflation. And the data is not supporting that. <laughs> uh, but it, I think it will. And I think some of that um, holiday spending that got done, it's probably, I think, Americans taking advantage of some of these discounts. And whereas a lot would wait till December and get much closer to the holidays to, to finalize their, their shopping, I think a lot of them, they, 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 they just said, let's get it done early and fast and take advantage of these deals. So we'll see. But um, I think the economy is weakening. Uh, but still, uh, the fascinating takeaway is that, you know, the, the base case scenario is, is, is uh, it's 
there's more than a couple now. I mean, I guess then it's no longer the base case. Uh, I think you you have some people anticipating that we're going to have a soft landing. Some, uh, you know, that, that this is going to be a short and shallow recession. Uh, some people thinking that we're just going to miss it. We're not going to have a recession. So I think, uh, you know, there's still expectations the U.S. growth story is is going to be good, um, but no one um, is going to have a heavy uh, positioning on that trade until we, we hear more from our, our Fed chair. And he's going to speak later today and uh, he'll probably stick to the script. And, and I think that's something, you know, we, we typically with Fed chair Powell, he, you know, he wants to get all the information. And I, I think that you'll see that um, he'll say that the pace of hikes will slow, but they still have a lot more to do to bring down inflation. And I think that data, this this round of data supports that. So we'll see what happens. But I think there's still um, a lot of optimism here that the economy is still doing pretty well. Um, it's weakening, but it's still, uh, you know, spending is strong. And, and that complicates people's long-term outlooks for stocks because typically you want to, you want to see that recession. You want to see uh, weakness in put in place uh, to really help bring down inflation. So, uh, you know, the Fed's inflation fight is going to be complicated and it's going to be tough once, you know, prices, pricing pressures are down, but unemployment is, you know, slowly ticking higher. So, well, lots to unfold, but I, I think uh, what I'm looking for is, you know, after this holiday period, I think that's when you'll see a lot of these these job crew, that jobs that um, have been created, um, a lot of them might go away and uh, we might get that first negative reading for the January report, which comes out the first week of February. Okay, let's reflect a bit on the latest from China. Of course, earlier in the week, there were lots of concerns about the lockdown situation in China. And this has obviously had an effect on markets and uh, particularly the likes of the oil price. But oil has rallied in recent days. Is that because of uh, further news from China? I think so. I think for a lot of people, oil, and I've been talking to reporters uh, uh, following my holiday break, and it's been fascinating. Everything we, we, you know, there's a wide amount of markets we cover. The oil market's been the hardest one <laughs> um, because, yes, you have China demand and focus with uh, um, some of these, uh, you know, the COVID zero policy. We've been seeing more restrictions, protests. Um, but then you also have the OPEC Plus decision, which is which just got turned to a virtual meeting. Uh, you also have the Russian price cap, um, Russian crude price cap. That's uh, that should that is expected to get set in place, in, you know, the first week of uh, December. So. Um, I think there's there's a lot of variables that are really impacting you know where people think oil is going to go and it seems that there's there's probably um, you know no no strong uh, confidence in, in 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 the trade right now because we've been told we've seen the rumors about China reopening and then that would get later get squashed some some there was some believing that the the china opening story would you know those th talks would happen to help the protestees um you know china has uh you know they they're they're ramping up their efforts to vaccinate the elderly um but i think you're you're you're, you're this is not the the fight i think that president xi wants to have um i think this is this is something that um they're, they're going the, the pressure is pretty strong to um reopen and and i think that um given 
um, you know, some of the, you know, market implications. I, I think you're, you've you've seen that mobility in China is, you know, is 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 something that we're all closely following, and I think that, uh, you know, they're, you know, once China is, you know, fully back reopened, I, you know, I think you're 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 probably looking at a ten dollar move higher in oil. Um, so uh, um, I, I think there's <clears throat> expectations that uh, you're 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 going to see there's been some easing of restrictions, um, especially for the uh, where Apple parts are being made. Um, and, and I think that you're you're probably going to see that uh, you know the you know OPEC plus decision is going to be one of the most fascinating ones because I think as oil was heading much lower and you know it looked like there was a chance Brent was going to break below eighty dollars. I mean, I I I, I, I was thinking, you know, you're you're going to get a pretty substantial cut from OPEC because they're going to send a message. But now oil's rebounded, so I think that that's going to be a fascinating meeting because I think a lot that determines that is going to be where does um, oil trade during that meeting and where you know where does it seem it's going to um, hover around. So I think there's a um, a lot of I think concerns that uh, some of this um, weakness in oil prices was overdone, um, and I think what you're you're also going to see is uh, you know the U.S. is uh, they play a big picture in this too, and and I think uh, their energy supervisor uh, Amos Hochstein uh, he's saying they're going to probably buy refill that SPR um, when oil consistently trades around the seventy dollar range. So uh, you you have strong strong support um probably at 70. um you have uh the markets dealing with the russian crude price cap um that that will uh, if it <laughs> if for some reason they're not unable to <laughs> reach an agreement uh then you know the 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 outright ban kicks in so that would be <laughs> rather um a shock to the to the oil prices um but i, I think you you're you're probably going to see that um you know the, the market though is going to fixate over china uh and uh, if if this market is is seeing slow reopening progress here um that should only be supportive for crude prices so we'll we'll look to see you know does you know you know next week when we talk you know are we talking brent back at 90 and you know i think there's a there's a good chance that um you know that you're, you'll you'll see that uh if if china continues to ease up on some of those covid rules then uh there'll be uh you know strong supporting arguments that 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 could happen Okay, let's talk cryptocurrency now. And uh, we've seen over the last uh, few hours, Bitcoin jump above $17,000 and Ethereum has surged as well. It's been a traumatic period for crypto right across the board. Why the current rises in these cryptos? That's a great question. I And I think when you take a look at the headlines, uh, it, it really seems that the news has been... Um, you know, not not too uh, constructive uh, for for uh, you know taking on more positions. Uh, you 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 know we we had the BlockFi bankruptcy where it seems that we're focused on trying to figure out how much money is left, <laughs> how much money is still um, going to be available to uh, hopefully make some investors uh, not lose everything. Um, but I, I think there's there's uh, this this belief that we're we're we fully priced in um 
the FTX contagion part right now, it seems. Um, now, if, uh, if there's a new major player, if there's a stable coin that goes under, then, um, you know, watch out. Then, you know, the recent lows will, will probably get tested and uh, the momentum selling could easily uh, send prices sharply lower. Uh, 13,500, a key level. Some people tar targeting 10,000, others even 4,000. Um, I, I think, though, um, there's, there's a, I think, optimism that, you know, the, the focus, though, is, is going to kind of um, shift back to um, crypto policy. And um, I think what we're going to see is, you know, there's, there's going to be uh, a fast track here for the U.S. government to, you know, find out what they're going to do with crypto legislation. Um, you know, December 1st, there's a Senate hearing where we'll, we'll hear from the uh, CFTC chair and uh, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to have, a, you know, a hard you know, time uh, answering questions on, you know, well, you know, how could FTX happen? What, you know, what rules were in place uh, for them to, of you know, kind of help avoid that. And I mean, um, I think you're you're going to see that um, you're 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 going to have um, I think um, a much more uh, aggressive decision and, and and movement to get you know okay let's get we're going to get the SEC SEC is going to be the lead on this or um, I think we're we're probably going to see that uh, it, this crypto market is going to be is heavily regulated probably even more so than the stock market. Um, and, and once those rules are in place, um, and then you're, you're, you're going to, I think, uh, see more, you know, uh, consumer protections put put in place, and um, I think some of that is is going to uh, be positive long term for crypto. Um, but short term, I think, you know, some of these rules could cripple some companies. Some of them might put extra strain on some stable coins. So, um, you know, I think there's. Uh, a, a lot that needs to be learned from the FTX collapse, and will we get all the answers? You know, after that first hearing, definitely no. Will we get more answers? Will we see what the you know what Congress is thinking that needs to be done to regulate this this industry? Yes. Um, uh, are there a lot of jobs tied to crypto? Uh, well, there were, and I think there's still potential that there could be. Uh, so, so there's, there's, I think expectations here that um, this, this, this industry is, is, is going to get that regulation a lot sooner, um, and the, the, the space will get cleaned up. Now, you know, it should be volatile as we see the, the guidelines get put in place, but um, overall. This is very positive um, long term for crypto, but, um, you know, it, it's going to be a roller coaster ride until we get there. OK, Ed, thanks very much for joining us. We'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you. Pleasure was all mine. This is the Oanda Podcast.